1: relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to a hype episode, which is an an anomaly. An (laughs) anemone. An anomaly for 2020. (laughs) In this episode, we're going to talk about The Craft Legacy, which just came out. I think it was streaming for around Mm Halloween-ish, but it was released by Blumhouse and is touted as a sequel, but it's kind of a reboot, but take that as you will. I think they said they were going to try to make it a sequel because they got uh, Faruka Balk to come back but yeah. like, two seconds. So
0: Literally at the end, right? You
1: didn't even have a line. Right? Like, who are you, maybe? I think, I, I
0: think that's all she said.
1: Yeah, but, like, it wasn't even on-camera line either. So, yeah. Uh, but I would, I would almost call this more of a reboot than a sequel because it didn't mm-hmm. continue any sort of story, really. Right. Except for maybe, like, a child. So, mm-hmm. not really anything there. So... Yeah, we have reviewed the craft, did that earlier this year.
0: Mm -hmm. Which was really cool. We got to do it with our friends for International Women's Day.
1: Yes. So you can go listen to guests, guest on that episode. And (laughs) that was fun. And that was my first time seeing it. And I really enjoyed it. And it just feels very 90s.
0: Mm-hmm. And, it really does
1: and they also kept some of the special effects vibes up for this one even though it's 20 years later so good for mm-hmm. them yeah Blumhouse we know you have the budget to have right. good special effects and these were not the worst I've ever seen but there were some I was like are you kidding me
0: I there were some bad ones yeah uh,
1: just come on dude but I, I'm assuming this was this was in post-production during pandemic so they probably knew they weren't going to get a huge return on investment is kind of what I will give them for that so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah let's uh let's get into it I don't have I will say I don't have a ton to say about okay I say that but I also have some critiques but
0: I was gonna say I, I, I got I got some things no no
1: I, I do too. <laughs> now when I started this movie, I was vibing. Like, you know, I was mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, like I was kind of it's easy to get into like girlfriends or like, you know, mm-hmm. pals being pals and witchy vibes. But then what they forgot to do was give anybody character, characterization. Right. They except for our main a girl. Yeah. One one friend here. We got her character. But everybody right. else, we don't give a fuck right. about
0: Which is really sad because in the original, we do have some of that backstory. We have a girl who was burned. We have a girl who's being picked on by a racist bully. We ha- And those aren't our main girls.
1: Everybody has a story. Yeah. Everyone. And in this one, it's almost like they wanted... It could have honestly been a completely different movie that had nothing to do with the craft. But they were like, mm-hmm. ooh, 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 ooh let's put the craft on it because because people knew about the craft and but they could have made a completely different coven type movie honestly Mm -hmm. and i would have been like oh it was kind of similar to the craft and they could have done something like different you know
0: honestly if they hadn't named it the craft this movie would have been great probably a four out of five i had a great fucking time with it
1: Yeah, there were a few things I had issues with. Like, they just, like, they're like, ooh, a plot point. I'm going to abandon that. Mm -hmm. But here's a plot point. And I was like, oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, (laughs) all right. But there were some things, you know, there were – there are three girls, and they're out of school, and they are trying to do magic, but they don't have a fourth member. And so this new girl comes in, much like the original, and they – it creates their fourth member of their coven, and her name is Lily, and she comes in, and her mother, Helen, are they're moving in with her mother's boyfriend and his three sons. And, of course, that will be a conflict because anytime you're merging families, it's super awkward, especially when you're the only girl, and now you have three stepbrothers all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, and we have David Duchovny is the boyfriend that we're moving in with.
1: Yep. And which is
0: super upsetting because I love him. But he's our bad guy, and And, you know he's so terrible. I was about
1: to say, (laughs) bad guys can be fun when they're actors that you're familiar with, but unfortunately, he's not great.
0: He's a son of a bitch in this one. (laughs) Punch him,
1: but but not a not a fun son of a bitch either. (laughs) No, you know you can be a son of a bitch and it be fun, but (laughs) unfortunately, and even like being a misogynistic asshole can be a character that's written. Like in The Invisible Man, for example, that we saw at the beginning of the year that was written for a purpose and it was done well. And in this one in particular, it's almost like Blumhouse was like ooh, we kind of kind of fucked up black christmas let's try it again
0: yes it feels exactly like that
1: yeah and so they tried to make kind of uh, some feminist motions here and you know i will say there was a l- more success here than with black christmas because it was more subtle and it was mm-hmm. more artistically done but still a little e. Eh.
0: Yeah. Honestly, before all of the, you know, little bits and bobs that they didn't give you all the answers to, they didn't, they gave you all these questions and didn't finish any of them up. No. Or they finished them up so sloppily just at the end. It's only an hour and a half long. It probably could have used that extra half an hour to To build some of the backstories or finish off some of these little threads. But before I really realized that that was going to happen, I wrote down, this is the badass female movie we wanted last year with Black Christmas.
1: Yes, no, I totally agree. And I but I also agree with you that like I wonder if there is a director's cut. And speaking of director's mm-hmm. cut, I recently watched the director's cut of Doctor Sleep and I was like, I really need to just when I watch Blu-rays, watch the director's cut because mm-hmm. There is, and with Dr. Sleep, there really wasn't that much. The only big difference was he did chapter one, and then he did some more little nuance things like that, Mike Flanagan did. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'd be interested to see the director's cut of this because there were so many plot points. They started, and they never wrapped them up, or Mm -hmm. there were things where I was like, are we just spo- supposed supposed to supposed to accept mm.
0: that as yeah. an answer?
1: No, especially
0: because the, the ending comes oh at you my so God. fast. <laughs> it's like God,
1: it made me so mad.
0: It's like okay, so all of a sudden we are gonna. I'm just gonna we bind her powers and then all of a sudden, oh my god, girl, we actually like you. So we just give him back right away. It's not even a spell, nothing. You just have them back because you're that great. And then we kill David Duchovny in like the longest fucking scene ever. dude. And then we get to the end and it's just, oh, hey, mom. Oh, hey, girls. Oh, you're not going to date a warlock again, right? Aha. And then we're done.
1: No investigation. What you just Oh, so this guy, first of all, I know that this is going to be kind of all over the place because, mm. you know, we're, we just skip to the end, but that's a big part of this movie. They do this a lot. They start these plots and then they just leave them open because mm-hmm. they do this a couple times they start something and then you're like, okay, we're going to get this. And then, nope, they never come back to it. And something yeah. that they do at the end is they have this big standoff with our antagonist who is a at least nationally renowned speaker and author Mm -hmm. and they fucking burn him alive and kill him. And then the next scene is they're just like, he going about our life. There was no national FBI investigation into that. No. Okay. Like where is the scene between then Mm -hmm. and there?
0: Yeah, I agree. There has to be a lot of scenes that are just on the cutting room floor right now. Like there are so much we're missing.
1: I mean, a two hour movie is acceptable. I just need yeah. filmmakers to know that I will sit there for an extra fifteen right? or thirty minutes to get a better explanation because I will sit there like there are some movies I don't necessarily need all the answers to. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't that good. This one wasn't one of them. Now, they're, I'm not saying it was terrible. I didn't have a garbage time or anything. It was okay. But it wasn't good enough for me to be just, like, accept the fact that they just, like, killed a, like, potentially world-renowned author based on the look of his house. And everyone right. was just okay with it. They were like, oh, yeah, he was a warlock. No. 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 Yeah. Nobody believes in that. Right. Anyways... Let's we'll go back to the beginning. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, of course, they immediately befriend her. Um. And, and the beginning. Now, this is kind of where I have some. I've mentioned this before. Now, if you have experienced this, I would be really interested. And I do not mean this in any sort of condescending way. I truly am genuinely interested to hear people's experiences. So, I plug the socials at the end, but I'll do them in case y'all like are like over it at that point email me and, or uh, slash us but I check the email so I'll forward it on to Kristen or hit up our socials which we both see it's the extra sisters podcast on Facebook and Instagram or hit up the Gmail it is the extra sisters at gmail.com curious to see if you had bullies like this because mm-hmm. we had bullying I'm not saying we didn't but it was nothing this over the top outlandish right? and I feel like you know 13 reasons why I was kind of like this too and just I feel like high school bullies in general Are painted like this especially the guys and I'm not saying that there aren't these like asshole types because there definitely are but she gets her period at the beginning Lily does and it's her first day and she starts bleeding and this guy named Timmy he just like starts ripping on her in public for being like disgusting and like you know and it's like most people are like even if they are Assholes aren't gonna really say anything and like start yelling out loud about mm-hmm. this girl that's bleeding. You know, they may stick with right. their friends, maybe, but I'm just curious, like, if you had any really over the top bullies like that, because that's just so, like, I've even heard other reviewers talk about over the top bullies in movies. So I'm just curious mm-hmm. if anybody's actually ever experienced that type of bullying. But she does. And of course, these other girls find her in the bathroom and she's crying obviously because i also would be humiliated and even though it's just blood guys god get over it yes it comes out of a vagina like i understand that's like (laughs) but god grow up and so they befriend her
0: yeah but one of the girls this is a small little thing but it they're in the bathroom at all four girls and two of the girls are like oh yeah i get it man you must have bad cramps and i do i do and one of the girls is like can't relate are you fucking kidding me
1: dude i two people dude a uh, same i had like literally today it was so bad that i got so nauseous and like had to sit down for a minute and to the point where like my, i got this like weird sensation this never happened to me and like i got this really warm tingly feeling and then like my abdomen to, like, right above my knees went numb for a second. I was like, oh, that's geez. new. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be my lady parts that's going to kill me eventually.
0: Right? You have this terrible, terrible disease. I have terrible cramps. and But we have a friend who's like, yeah, I've never had one in my life. You, you, I'm going to kill you.
1: You're the worst kind of person? No.
0: <laughs> like, I'm really
1: happy for you. But, like.
0: Right, exactly. Can't
1: relate. I have all of the things. Right. But yeah, she is obviously not doing well. They offer her some shorts, and that's kind of what starts their, you know, their yeah. friendship.
0: But really quick, one of the girls of four that we meet is actually uh, one of the girls from Blockers. She's actually my favorite. She, yes. If anybody has seen it? She's the one who talks about how all of. Both of her friends are going to lose their virginity that night, and she's going to be having soup. She's the one that ends up finding out she's gay. I love her love that actress she is amazing she does another great job
1: yeah she does and she is I'm not gonna like she's not as awkward in this one so I've really only seen her in both of those roles and it's interesting to see her like you don't you recognize her but the roles are so different Mm that if you really didn't know then like I haven't seen blockers a million times like we have because we think it's so funny then you probably wouldn't recognize her honestly
0: Right. I also like that another one of the girls in the group is a tall, curvy girl. I love that. She's not some.
1: Yes, I. She's not
0: some skinny little twig. She's got some curves on her, and I love that.
1: And nothing wrong with skinny little twig, but we talked about actually recently in Lawn House, exactly how there was no representation. Mm -hmm. And it's great to see another body type, especially in like a high school drama kind of movie, because you really only see one type of representation. And not only that, because there was a black girl in the craft back in Mm -hmm. the nineties, they kept that, but they also got more color representation and Mm -hmm. another body type in that Mm -hmm. as well so it was like fuck yeah
0: right and the black girl in this one is actually kind of our ringleader she's actually sadly not our main girl in the storyline but I do like you know that's that's a good direction maybe make her our main girl but let's keep doing that she is actually the head of the the coven that they have or it seems like she seems to take charge
1: yeah absolutely so, actually, one of the big things about why they figure out that she's going to be their fourth person. So, okay. Another problem that I had with this film is I completely understand. And I am not a witch. And I am not. I don't practice any sort of pagan religion or anything like that. But, and I, this is cinema. But witchcraft is a very, a very sacred practice to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> they take a very super powery approach to witchcraft in this film and they did in the first one too i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know but they also in the first one spent time showing they're building up their powers they didn't immediately like one of the girls can like sh- like light up her finger like a lighter just like all of a sudden and you're like "What? Mm -hmm. how did you figure that out so fast you know
0: well we get to see it but in such a shallow montage like the fucking 80s I was so upset
1: yeah there was no like bookstore where they're learning and like figuring out their craft and You know, all of a sudden they're just young witches. They get their fourth and they're like shooting fire and sparkles and fucking. It's just like all they go from like zero to like they are fucking professional ass conjurers. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the fun of the original, the craft is us learning the magic with them. It's the learning glamours and how to, you know, fix a zit or change your hair, things like that too. And it just keeps building up. You know, we do that thing where Nancy kills all the freaking sharks on the beach or she has all these snakes. That's badass magic, but you have to lead up to it. And in this, all of a sudden they just know it. And yep. You don't even get to go on the journey with them. And it's just like, it is actually pretty. I kind of like it. It feels magic-y with all the sparks and stuff. But that's all you see is just glowing lights and sparks, basically.
1: And also, it's very like, you know, in the original, it felt very intense for all intents and purposes like why they were doing certain things and like you said they were fixing their hair and Mm -hmm. you know one of the girls had burns and like they had reasons for everything they were doing and in this one you don't get characterization for these girls and so you only know the main character and you Mm -hmm. do get her story but these other girls you could you don't know there's no motivation for anything and okay like that's fine maybe there doesn't necessarily need to be motivation for witchcraft i suppose but it it was interesting in the first one to learn about them and why they were into this and what happened and what they wanted to use it for Mm -hmm. and it was just so much more interesting and you just don't really care in this one and all but also at the same time you know it learning about the magic itself and the dangers it imposes and then at the some point they get to the point where they were like we agreed that if anybody got hurt we would bind and it's like oh did, did we ever, i didn't i didn't catch that you know right
0: exactly there's so much backstory that we're not a part of but let's also talk about the fact that this isn't a horror movie the original craft was scary the whole yep. stakes and creepy witch stuff going on it was scary it went along with the horror thing this is not throughout most of the film what the scary stuff was supposed to be David Duchovny but they cut all of the things that probably would have been scary
1: (laughs) yeah they they kind of build up to this and I kind of have a list but they have she has our main character Lily when she's living in the house she has these weird dream sequences and her one of her stepbrothers is like sleepwalking in her room one night and those are like kind of the creepiest it gets until the kind of final standoff and that's really all you get and it doesn't ever make any sense
0: right the creepiest thing to me in this whole movie was actually a phrase and it's actually not david coveney but one of his sons tells lily that because first of all David Duchovny is getting very controlling over these two women that just moved into his life. And I'm sorry, as soon as that shit starts happening, I'm fucking out. I don't give a shit. My daughter and I will go back on the road. Like, there's a point where her mom texts her and she goes, I won't tell Adam. Are you kidding me? You're texting your um, daughter that she's yeah. allowed to be out and you won't tell your boyfriend? Fuck that. Who is not no, no, no. a
1: parent? Absolutely.
0: Right. But when she's upset, one of the one of David Duchovny's sons pulls her aside and he basically says you know he's a really good dad he just does these things because he cares and then this is what he said power equals order that's his phrase which first of all is the biggest guy phrase I've ever heard in my fucking life but also that's terrifying power equals order and that's what this whole group is about David Duchovny is this speaker that is trying to empower men Basically, that's what he does, which I actually don't have a problem with men. men deserve speakers for themselves as well. Yeah, but it's kind of on the scary ends. Like it gets very creepy.
1: It's toxic masculinity. And that's what they're getting at. Like she finds this book and that's one of the first as soon as she finds the book, you know, he's going to be the villain. There is no like suspicion about it. Like he's 100% going to be the villain. So you're like, okay, well, got it. And so you know that he's all about and like you said, empowering men, that's awesome because men need to feel yeah, offensive and and you know, empowerment as well. They struggle with emotional things and, Wait, and
0: but it's different when you're saying, We won't be like you. You're not gonna drag us down, you're not gonna control us and those are things he says to her.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the the bully in the beginning that made fun of her for her period, they actually put a spell on him to basically, and I did like this part, they use their magic to basically make him woke and talk, they talk about gender politics and things like that. And he becomes much more politically correct, I suppose you could say, and much more sensitive to issues. And to people's feelings, especially theirs. And so he actually becomes their friend and he tells them a secret about his bisexuality and actually sleeping with one of the her stepbrothers and how it's basically ruined their friendship and he won't even look at him anymore and all these things. And after that happens, he, trigger warning, it turns out that they go to school one day after she's also put a love spell on him to fall in love with her, he's committed suicide. And turns out he didn't. The stepdad killed him because he was weak. He was mm-hmm. soft. He was too soft now because of them. And the girls actually thought it was their fault because they were playing with that magic, basically, and putting spells on him. So
0: Right. Well, while we're talking about them, him, now that he's already dead... I have a couple things before he died. So there's a point when they go to this party, and that's when they put this spell on him that makes him woke. And they go to this party, and he's starting to be nice to her, and they're talking and getting to be friends. And that's okay, I guess. Even though he was such a fucking prick before, multiple times. But he gets her a drink. So chivalrous. And he goes, The bar's that low, LOL. And I fucking wrote down because of you, jackass. You just fucking laughed at her in class. You keep fucking pick he tripped her in the middle of class, which by the way, motherfucker does that after picking on me and fucking trips me. I'm gonna reach around and slap him. The teacher can say We gonna fight I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking on, bitch. So he keeps doing this shit. But yeah, the bar's that low, huh? Fucking yep. asshole. There are so many dumb guy comments in this.
1: Yeah, they're because they're written. I, I believe this was a. Okay, I'm gonna go off on a soapbox real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't need to okay. be pandered to as a woman.
0: Uh huh.
1: I understand the political issues of our day. I am a woman and I understand them because I live them and I'm not even a woman of color. And am like they go right. through way worse than I can ever imagine. I have my privilege. And I don't need exaggerated one-liners to understand the issues. Do you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what these are basically. Yes, the bar's that low for one. And two, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what Black Christmas, that was the taste that was put in my mouth. And I think that they're trying to make up for that in more subtle ways and the comment didn't really stick with me that much, but it does bring up a point to, you don't have to make, I'm not saying don't make feminist motions in movies and films. Absolutely go for it. But also, you know, you can do that and not do
0: that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a yeah, few cents. It's like, overdone because this was a female director so it does make you think are they pandering because Black Christmas especially went over poorly are they pandering to the female audience because it does kind of feel like that the things that these guys say and do are not things that I think guys will say and do normally I'm sure there's some crazy Duchovny cult out there but before he dies, so the kid, the son that slept with this kid that ends up killing himself, or we think so. We go to David Covney's house and all of the girls happen to be there. When this guy who's been an asshole shows up. Now he's woke and he's like, I'm going to go hang out with the girls. And his friend looks at him and he doesn't say anything. He just gives him this dirty ass look. And this is what I wrote that the look looked like. Ew, no, I don't want to hang out with girls, you fag. Which, by the way, obviously he didn't say that once again. Boys are dumb. So if you're in high school, if you're a guy in high school, get into the choir or band program. Hang out with the women. That's how you're going to get laid. Dude, he is being smart. Go hang out with the girls upstairs.
1: Can confirm. Was band, kid. Got laid all the See? time. See? <laughs>
0: Choir? Yeah. Oh my god, I heard about so many stories behind the curtains. So stop being that whole, I'm not going to hang out with the girls thing. Okay, whatever, then you're going to die a virgin, so.
1: Also though, again, with the bully thing, never really heard about that being an issue. So, you know. I don't want
0: to hang out with the girls thing? Yeah, (laughs) never really got that. Well, also, and I'm not saying i am not saying that this is not a problem so if this is for anyone i am so sorry for you and that breaks my heart but when they go upstairs and he tells them that he is bisexual and i know most of the problem is because he slept with his best friend who now hates him but he talks about how he is bullied now for being bisexual, because being gay nowadays is okay. Being straight's okay, but being bi is too much. I feel like that's very oversimplified. I don't think that that's... Especially because people are becoming more and more woke. I'm not saying people aren't bullied for it. I believe that they still are. But are you kidding me? They're okay with you being gay, but not bi. You can't like both. What the fuck?
1: So here's my two cents on that. Okay. So... Here's my perspective as a pansexual person. So okay. you, okay. <clears throat> now, I, the problem with, it's not a problem, but if you are not familiar with pansexuality, pansexual, pansexuality and bisexuality, they are sometimes used interchangeably, but typically pansexuals do not refer to themselves as bisexuals because bi, bi means two and typically male or female. Pansexual means that basically I am not limiting to like I I say pansexual because if I were ever in the dating pool again, which I am married, so I hope to never be, but if I was, I would want to say pansexual so that trans men and women and non-binary and just anybody that's anywhere on the spectrum would know that I am open to that so pan just means anyone everyone I don't give a fuck so pansexual now okay. it's hard because I've talked to some of my LGBTQIA plus friends or my you know on anywhere on the spectrum friends that are in the community and when you're gay you're gay and when you're straight you're straight and sometimes when you like both this is going to sound really stupid if if you haven't quite experienced the You're not gay enough or you're not straight enough. And sometimes you can feel threatened by like, let's say a straight man can feel threatened now by men and women instead of just one, (laughs) or you don't really fit into like, I never really felt like I recently just came out actually like to everyone that I know I, I never felt like I needed to I, I just never felt like I had a place to because I was in the, I'm in a heteronormative relationship with a cis straight mm-hmm. man so I was like why do I need to bother it's fine you know whatever but I finally felt like like this is a part of my identity and I do want to finally accept myself as a queer woman because I am and but for whatever reason bisexuality and pansexuality it's just it is looked at I- in the queer community as different and i don't now that's getting better but it it is looked at as different because it's i don't really know like cuz i even though i'm with a man it's really hard to explain i'm with a man and i've always felt like that has undermined my sexuality and it's just does that make sense like It's really hard to explain, but there is some, maybe not in this film necessarily, but there is some merit to like bisexuals and like pansexuals and people that, you know, experience like fluidity on the scale and not fitting into like, I like this gender or this sex of person and I'm not Mm -hmm. straight or I'm not gay. And then people even within the queer community that you do kind of feel like you get, I'm having trouble finding my wording, but the feelings are there. So, I guess it's just another one of those things where like it's just another non-normative thing, I guess. I don't know. But okay. that's all. Yeah. It but it is I just felt like I felt for a long time I didn't belong even as someone that was in the community, so and that's why I just recently recently started to feel I guess come out, you know.
0: Mhm.
1: So, yeah. Anyways, Moving on, he got murked. (laughs) And he he told them on a Ouija board. A stolen Ouija board. A stolen one. They stole it from him. And then he's like, well, it's a good thing you stole it, I guess. (laughs) And he tells them that he did on his Ouija board that they stole from his bedroom when they put a spell on him to be a better person. Which, is he? they really like him after he becomes a better person, but is that really that's like kind of fake though right like
0: like super fake
1: and then like she loves him and like makes out with him like the night before he dies but like like that's do you really like wanna make like that's so like i would no
0: He's still an asshole. Just because you've put him under a spell doesn't mean he's a good person. He's still the one that tripped you in class and made fun of you loudly about your period. Like, and why do you want that dude? Even if
1: it's hiding under, like, pain and that's how he's projecting, he just needs to go to therapy about it. Like, not... Stop like... Being
0: an ass. Exactly. exactly.
1: You're making decisions here to be that way, so get over yourself messy messy that's what i wrote about the plot (laughs) (laughs) sleepwalking question mark dreams question mark characters
0: okay (laughs) question mark
1: yeah effects or meh mom and boyfriend headbutt oh (laughs) okay okay all right so okay let me go back to the wikipedia plot points because i need to keep track because otherwise i'm just gonna be like all over the place okay all right okay okay timmy commits suicide we're sad about it yes yes Alright, the coven splits up because as they do when we have a conflict, right? <laughs> they split up because they're mad at her because she put a love spell on him.
0: She was when he was already oh, under a spell. To dumb herself. bitch. Yeah. Yeah, it's so creepy. And she like put his his jacket under there. What like, what hurt. you doing with it, girl?
1: She was putting a spell on it to bring him in, which worked with
0: her vagina? <laughs>
1: well yeah like it's not a real it's not real love it's 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 lust it's a lust spell so he comes in to look for a sweatshirt and yeah but we're back to yeah so she admits like she used some sort of love magic and they're like but he was already under a spell so they think that it's all their fault that he you know is dead. And so they're like, all right, well, we're not going to be your friend anymore. And then they bind themselves from magic because they believe that they caused harm. So she also has had these weird dreams with Adam involved, which is the dad, the stepdad. And she's pretty convinced that he's dangerous. And so she tells her mom, like, we got to get the fucks out of here. And then also goes through her mom's shit and finds out that she's adopted. Holy bejesus. Right. Also, her mom's a therapist. How do you not see that this man you're doing is incredibly toxic?
0: Yeah, because the people that wrote her as a therapist don't understand what therapists are. Well or maybe they do god dang
1: maybe therapists are just like the worst you know. i don't know at identifying their own flaws maybe yeah. i don't know it's like
0: it's like that whole old-timey phrase of the cobbler's kids go barefoot which a cobbler made shoes so it's funny that a guy who makes shoes their kids don't have any and it's it's like you know she's a therapist who doesn't know how to therapize or see anything around her own world
1: Yeah, because he's toxic as fuck. If I ever heard someone talk about, like, power and weakness, because after he dies, Timmy, he talks about, like, him being weak. Like, someone who committed suicide being weak. And I'd be like, yeah, we're not going to talk about this anymore. You're an asshole.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. In his man group where they're, like, handing around a a talking stick. Yeah. It's like we're in camp. A talking
1: stick. And also, they just they in. they snapping, they snapping. Yeah, what the,
0: like... what the... <laughs> give me the snaps give me the snaps oh i wrote
1: Where did I... I wrote hold on it's on here somewhere oh ritual men snappy cult that's where it is <laughs> yeah 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 so and then he says how do we get rid of the weakest one in the bunch and then he looks at his son who's clearly grieving his friend and is like you're not weak he's the weak one and it's like jesus christ like the kid died bro yeah God. he was a be... teenager <laughs>
0: The messages are not subtle in this. Men are bad. Women are good. And women should buy the shit out of this, right? That's what we get out of this movie.
1: Yeah, you can, you know, identify toxic masculinity without the all men are bad approach here, you know?
0: Right. And that's, you know, a huge problem. Honestly, for the longest time, I didn't like feminists. Because the intense feminists are always like, men are evil, men are terrible, kill all men. And that's not the fucking truth. There are good fucking guys out there. And I feel like feminists, the Nazi-like ones, tend to give it a bad fucking name. And it took me, honestly, until meeting you to realize that there were good feminists. Well,
1: most feminists aren't like that either. That's just, like... What the we see. well and that's also kind of what far other side extremists like to paint pictures of you know and
0: i get that but i have heard women talk about how i don't want any male children and i'll have an abortion with if there's a male child like there are some crazy women out there
1: yeah and i think that's how they get their media though you know like i think that's how they you know, the most extreme always get the most publicity. And you know, most of us just want equality and to be able to walk down the street at night and and, you right. know, body autonomy. and but I agree with the, you know, you we can identify toxic masculinity, and we can identify it without like you don't need to put a spell on a man to make him good. Like if a man is bad, a man is bad and fuck him, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like, but I am married to a, uh, like I said, a cisgendered male, you know, and we, we cool. Like I vibe with my husband obviously wouldn't have married him otherwise. And you know, like, it's just all about choices. Like if you want to be a stay at home mom and you want your husband to work in the house or work outside the house, Awesome. You deserve that choice. If you want to be a career woman and have a high powered fucking you want to be a CEO, cool. As long as you have the choice, that's what it's all about. You just deserve to have the choice. And that's that's that, you know? But no, mm-hmm. not not all men. Now the uh, incels can get booked. But <laughs> anyways. So we go to uh the funeral and now she has done some things where she like will like try to tell someone to fuck off and then she'll accidentally slam them against a wall. You know? And yeah. that's... You know, that's... Whatever. But she accidentally does that to her mom. At Eesh, the funeral. In front
0: of everybody. Like, girl, that's how you get burnt at the stake.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or get the attention of a warlock that wants to kill right. you.
0: And that is why they decide to bind her powers. I feel. I feel They talk about how it's yeah, because yeah. Timmy died. But... It's mostly because they watch her do this in front of everybody. Like, the fuck are you supposed to do at that point?
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And and they also mention like, well, she's har- harming people. I think is
0: something they say like multiple times, and you know, but yeah, because they try to make it into like like Nancy in our the Craft* originally, she killed people. She fucking threw a dude out a fucking window that's scary that is harming people basically they're saying lily is a problem because she just pushed her mom which she's pissed at her mom for never telling her she was fucking adopted fucking a
1: yeah
0: and she's already stressed her mom's trying to be touchy feel with her at a fucking funeral she's already mad at her and she's already stressed because of a funeral of course she's gonna you know have a problem and probably push somebody and then because timmy killed himself because he was under two spells they think This, this is her hurting people. The first one was an accident. Are you kidding me? Y'all have had powers for what we've seen is maybe a week. Okay. So accidents happen. I'm sorry. It's so sad that he killed himself, but come to find out it's not their fault anyway. But you're telling me you're going to give up your powers forever because of one accident like that. Just don't do two spells on somebody again. It's not that hard.
1: And also maybe like practice little magic longer than just deciding to fucking put like big spells on people. And that's the thing. That's one of my big problems with this movie is like they're like, yeah, yeah, we could do little tiny spells like protection spells or like there are actual like wealth jars and things like that that like actual witches do every day. And they're like, no, stop time like okay, right. okay like no, what the fuck the big stuff yeah no that that and that's very like teenage i get it i guess but it's like you're also fucking with elements like don't do mm-hmm. that shit north south east west shut up <laughs> god so after the funeral her mom's like okay well like i'm going to take her away but it's not actually her mom and she's like give me your power this was so stupid okay Sorry if I you this (laughs) brief. But her mom is like, yeah, I know your mom told me blah, blah, blah. It's so dangerous. Your powers are so dangerous. I know you always felt different. But you can just release your burden and give them them to me. And all you have to say is in the name of blah, 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 I release my powers to you. That's not subtle at all. Mm -hmm. And you know exactly what to say. And also, like, her face is kind of messed up. And there's this dumb headbutt. Where and it looks so bad too, and like her mom turns into Adam because Adam Mm -hmm. the warlock and tied up. Yeah, that's the worst
0: CGI. Is really bad, not great.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Adam is going to kidnap her to go kill her and take her powers. And um, Timmy, dead Timmy, tells the rest of the coven, you know what's what's going down, and they show up. Like they're fucking, I don't know, the Justice League or some shit.
0: And they have their powers, even though we just watched them bind their powers. They just they have them.
1: They okay. just say we unbind you, and that's, that's that. That's it. That's all. If it was that do. easy, why was it such a big deal to bind in the first place?
0: Exactly.
1: Because somebody could have just been like, I unbind myself. It's like one okay. Right? Well, okay. Then it wasn- didn't need to be this whole big dramatic cry scene.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: But yeah, he's a warlock and he's like all, you know, he gives us his, he's like a James Bond villain. He's like going to tell us Mm -hmm. his whole big master plan at the end. And then they all, they start fighting and like shit starts shooting out of their hands. And it was so, I did not like it. (laughs) I did not, I don't like witchy magic being used like a superhero power. Like, I didn't mind it in the first one because it was like snakes were coming in and all these elements were coming in. You know, like snakes and spiders and all that spooky shit. And she was flying around. That felt witchy to me. This just felt like superhero stuff.
0: Yeah. It it felt like it was going to be witchy. Like, I, I liked that they were the four elements. I thought that was cool. That was going to lend something awesome. But, and like,
1: eventually when- they did that. I mean, they talk
0: about it in the beginning that, hey, I am water, earth, air, fire. Like, they talk about it. So I was super excited to see how it was going to go because that's just one of my geeky things. I love the elements like that. So I was super excited about that. When she is fighting David Duchovny, he kind of throws them around, which is ridiculous because he throws them exactly where they need to be. Dumb. But he throws them to the points to the north southeast and then our girl has to move west and it's uh, he's like where are you going i'm going north is what she says or something like that and i was super excited up until that point and then it was not badass at all i was like sweet they're gonna throw all kinds of elements at him and they did not they threw they burn him <laughs> yeah they threw colors at him that you're supposed to assume are stuff basically
1: yeah and then he burns and nobody questions it ever again
0: Yep, and then we uh, have our little ending of, uh-huh, oh my God, we're best friends, yay, let's go do our thing. Mom, don't ever date a warlike again. aha oh, that's terrible, that's too soon. And then we go visit Nancy in the mental hospital with Lily because that is her mom. That's the end.
1: I also would like to know what happened to his children. Right. You never find <laughs> out what happens to his kids.
0: Right? Like, are you where are you living what are you doing what's happening who's taking care of the warlock's children right are y'all just staying in town it seemed like a fairly smallish town actually are people not going hey weren't you married to that guy and you just left weird yeah there's a lot of loose ends that we don't get tied up
1: no characters i literally literally laughed at the end scene though i went (laughs) wow like i just did not like i don't know it didn't feel very witchy to me at all like i don't know if you're a witch and you've seen this was it insulting let me know i need it was the original craft insult the craft insulting because this one i don't know like like i feel like it might have been but maybe the original one like i but also like I don't know because there's a lot of, I'm sure exorcist movies are insulting to Christian, but I was a Christian and I don't give a fuck. So (laughs) do you care? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I know the like crafts are very, you know, sacred to people. But yeah, I don't know. Like the just maybe if it was like the special effects, there was more love taken with them. I wouldn't have been so are are you kidding me but and also they would black out his eyes every now and then but they weren't blacked out all yeah, the time and i was like why just do it or don't do it mm-hmm. pick one like yeah. the during the fight scene like when he's all warlocked out and also he didn't ever use warlock powers except to throw them around and i'm like do you have nothing of your own right it yeah. was weird i don't know
0: what would you grade it like a two yeah.
1: like at the beginning i liked it because like they were like getting their powers and that's fun like that's fun to watch and then like it towards the end there were some like plot points where they just like i really like the part where you think his son is like gonna give you some information and they're gonna like bond like the youngest son and her our main character they never pick that up they never run with this the sexual encounter with the son and the friend That never that's just like a thing they throw in there for funsies for some stupid reason. There are just so many things they're just like, boom, never gonna pick that back up. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Why did you do it then? You just wasted my time. You could have used some of that that time that you spent doing stupid shit to actually put towards the rest of the film when you needed to do other things.
0: Perfect example there is a scene when she she's having these bad dreams and she gets up in the middle of the night and wanders into David Duchovny's office and supposedly he can't sleep either. He wanders in there, too. And he tells us about his fucking family crest and how it has a snake on it. And he tries to he talks about the snake and then he goes, that's it for one night. But it has nothing to do with anything. Why was that scene not put on the fucking cutting room floor?
1: I don't know, because she needed to have another nightmare about not feeling safe there? I don't fucking know.
0: There's so many scenes like that that they added in to give you information, then they never use it. It really could have used an extra half an hour maybe to either create some character development or tie up some of these fucking loose ends. Because I think if you had done those, this movie would have been great. Because for me, like I said in the beginning, it was a four out of five in the beginning. I was having a grand old time. I was having a great time. And then towards the end, looking at it now, it is a two out of five because you left all of these fucking things hanging. I don't get any information. I don't get any real storytelling. The magic was fucking lame. And my biggest pet peeve, maybe I didn't pay enough attention to the trailers, but the way that the trailers were, to me, made me think that Nancy was going to come back possessing one of the girls. That's how it felt to me. And the fact that then Nancy doesn't even exist until the last... 10 seconds of the whole movie that's really fucked up
1: yeah as soon as I found out she was adopted I knew whose kid she was gonna be Mm -hmm. and I thought that they might do something about her coming back and like maybe helping the girls or something Mm -hmm. or helping her daughter or I don't know but I was like way better story Thank you. Wow. I kidding. mean, he's yeah, like...
0: go find her somewhere. I don't know, like one of those crotch deal women who lives in a trailer all by herself on the edge of town and they go find her and she helps with magic. That would have been a, such a better story than this.
1: It's just super, I don't know, like, again, at the beginning, you might have fun because they're just girls figuring out their witchy powers. In the end, the villain is lame and yeah. he's lame. He doesn't do anything. He literally doesn't do anything. Right. He kidnaps her, and then he talks a a game, and that's literally it. Right. It's so dumb.
0: Yeah, and he's not, like, okay, he is scary in a real-world event. Like, that kind of person scares the fuck out of me. In this film, not scary at all.
1: Yeah, because it didn't write him well. Yeah. Well, I plugged the socials in the beginning, so, you know. (laughs) We hope you're having a great week and we hope you had a very safe, safe, spooky season. Now we're headed. Now Merry Christmas, you know.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. We're already we're already there. It's Christmas time.
1: Like <laughs> my husband even conceded to me putting up the Christmas tree early because I don't know, we might sell our house. So I probably can't do that. But. I, he, I was like, 2020 has sucked. You never let me put it up until after Thanksgiving, but it brings me joy. And he's like, fine, whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. My tree might be up before the end of the weekend. Who knows? But whatever you're up to, we hope you're safe and you're happy and stay well because pandemic numbers are up again. So mm-hmm. please stay inside. Don't be stupid. You can find Jesus online. Just do that. <laughs> or whatever you believe or don't believe. But Yeah, we hope you're staying healthy and well.
0: And until next time, stay creepy.